welcome to another episode of Family Fun Force. This is Jess. This is Matt. Today we are reviewing Super Chariot. Uh, this is rated E for everyone for mild fantasy violence. Super Chariot is a Switch exclusive, but Chariot as a standalone title is available on PC, PS4, PS3, Xbox One, and Wii U. But obviously you're super, so you should play Super Chariot. Super Chariot. It is one to two players. It is a puzzle platformer adventure with emphasis on physics and cooperation. The rating is 76 out of 100 on Metacritic. It's rated about the same for the standard game. Give you a little synopsis. Designed for the Nintendo Switch, Super Chariot is a 2D platform game that can be played through to the end in either solo or co-op mode. You play as either the brave princess or her faithful fiancé in a subterranean fantasy adventure. Set out on an epic adventure and give his majesty the trip of his death. Guide a super chariot, continue the remains of your king through a network of subterranean caverns. On your own or with a friend, lead the brave princess and her faithful fiancé through the catacombs in search of the ideal resting spot for the king. So what you got for me about the developer? Well, Super Chariot was developed by Freema Studio. Uh, they've done a lot of social and web games and a few tabletop to console or PC ports. Not a lot of what they've done has stuck out a lot. Probably their longest running series is the Nun Attack series for iOS. I have never heard of this game. Uh-huh. On to Super Chariots, the game mechanics. In Super Chariot, you use your avatar and a handy rope to push, pull, and swing the king's coffin in an attempt to find the perfect location to lay him to rest. So the coffin is on two large wheels, and it's like a rectangular hitbox, and you push it around with your avatars. You can grab onto it with the ropes. You can hold it from either wheel axle with the rope, or both you can hold both axles at once to sort of lift it up between you, to swing it around. The ropes collide with objects in the environment, so you can use your weight to pull the chariot up over, say, a floating platform with you on one side and the chariot on the other. Um, if the chariot gets close to gems, you collect them because the king is greedy. He needs his money, yo. There's a pseudo-stealth mechanic. Uh, it's more like it punishes you for being rough with the coffin because the king will whine and groan and complain. And if he's whining and groaning and complaining when you're near these holes filled with gremlins, they come out and steal all your money. Wait, does that actually react to it? Yes. Oh, never noticed. <laughs> the gremlins just seem to appear and attack no matter what. They smell the money. Nope. It's a stealth mechanic. If you are gentle with the coffin and the king shuts his mouth, you can get by it nice and quiet. But if the king moans, uh, then the gremlins come out, steal your money, and the king moans more, causing more gremlins. What a pain. It's a pain. Uh, Super Chariot has some special abilities you can pick. Uh, such as stopping time, there's like an anchor for the rope so you can pin it to a surface, there's boots that help you avoid certain environmental effects, and there's one that gives you like a super attack that's basically worthless. It's okay. And the rope physics are tons of fun. As I said, you can sort of suspend the chariot 
uh, with the ropes as they they'll snag on surfaces. You can swing on the ropes. If you push back and forth, uh, you'll gain momentum, and you can use that to slingshot yourself way up high, and then grab the chariot and use your momentum to jerk it up over obstacles. There's actually the platforming physics aspect is very well done. So, Jessica, what did you like? So, I would say to start, for adults, this is a fun yet potentially stressful team-oriented game or a single-player platforming adventure. Uh, the challenges require some foresight, and for those who like to 100% levels, it definitely encourages replaying to get the collectibles as well as upgrades for gear. There's a bunch of stuff you'll miss going through the first time, so if you like going back and replaying stuff, you want to replay levels. And there are speedruns, so if you like speedrunning, that's cool. For kids, this is an easy-to-pick-up-and-play, as well as drop-in-and-drop-out puzzle game. It always seems like kids have a great understanding of 2D platformers, so it's a great choice. There is some violence, but it's minimal. No gore is present on the screen. Level designs are easy to understand. You can choose to skip challenges if it's too hard for you to figure out. What do you think about for adults and kids on this? Well, for adults, there's pretty good puzzles. I, none of them were super complex. A lot of them were dexterity-based. Yeah, just obnoxious. With the multiplayer puzzles, they were kind of fun. I found more fun in trying to find ways to finish the puzzle that weren't designed so like using the super chariot abilities to stop time to totally cheese puzzles and skip difficult sections yeah we should specify that these abilities were unlocked for us to start if you don't get super chariot you get the standard cherry game you have to pay for the dlc to get these special abilities so they're not already there. You gotta buy them if you get the standard copy of the game. I think it's like ten to fifteen bucks for DLC. I honestly am not sure. Yeah, uh, the abilities are not well balanced. As I said, you can stop time, uh, which freezes all the physics objects except the two avatars, and then they can go ahead and uh, start some long jump or get in position ready to rope as soon as you unfreeze time again. Uh, which helped us cheat our way through some puzzles, making them very easy. Other puzzles are still incredibly hard because of that dexterity aspect. I also liked the graphics. The graphics were very well styled. Uh, it's all cel-shaded 2D artwork. The lighting was nice and pretty. And I think the game itself was progressing nicely. We didn't get super far. I think ultimately it was 17%, but that's out of the 100% complete, not out of distance to the final <laughs> cavern. Yeah, so. we were on, I think, when I screenshotted and shared for you guys on the pages, would have been how far we got. I think it was 2-2 or 2-3 is as far we got. I don't know how many levels there are. Yeah, we got to a point where it was saying we were going to have to drag it through snow, so it gets to a point where... You've got some thing that's going to slow you down, and you need to go back and get the scrolls to unlock these special snow tread wheels, which we were like, we're not going to do that right now. So that's kind of why that became our stopping point. Yeah. As adults, uh, if you're going to play this cooperative, make sure you get along with your partner very well. Are you insinuating something, And have sir? a lot of patience. Hey, we got all the way up to, like you said, 2-3 or whatever. <laughs> I think that's an excellent example of our 
cooperation and patience. Audience, he killed me a lot more than I killed him. Let me just clarify that. That's not true. You cannot kill each other. Um, you let <laughs> you, me you die? You can lead to circumstances you which may l- allow the other to die. But that is not the same as killing someone. You do have an option to kill yourself if you get stuck in situations. Because yeah. if uh, you happen to abandon the other person and you can't get back up, you got to kill yourself. Or it'll kill you. There's like a 10 second timer. Also, if the cart gets away from you, you lose. So don't let your dead daddy go away from you. Even though you will desperately want to. Uh, what kids would probably like, they probably like the graphics, as I said before. Uh, they're very stylized. They're very cute. The uh, the prince and the princess are interesting. And they're silent protagonists, which means the kids don't have to like worry about them talking constantly. They can make up voices for them if they want. Yeah, the only one who talks is the king and the skeleton, skeleton guy who is not a ripped-off character from a children's cartoon show. What are you insinuating? Uh, Ruby. Yeah, so they stole that character. Uh, he talks and the king talks and pretty much no one else talks. The puzzles are probably kind of difficult for most kids, but as I said, they are largely dexterity-based and little kids tend to always be better than you at dexterity. For some reason. It's insane. So once they get over their frustration, they'll probably be better than you. What did you think of our time playing Super Chariots? I also really enjoyed the art style. The The colors are very bright and vibrant in some levels. Sometimes they were subdued and dark. It gave you a really good sense of the theme in each level. Uh, the lighting was cool. Towards the end, the environment would interact with you moving by it, so there'd be plants that would shrink back or come back. and. There were some plants that were kind of in the foreground, which was kind of cool, but also kind of annoying because I couldn't see my character. But anyways, uh, I also liked the comedic relief via the King's Ghost and the overall gameplay. I disagree. <laughs> uh, we did play this before on Xbox One when it was released free with Games with Gold. I don't think I got that far because um, we played it before, and that was when I was worse at games, and you got mad at me, so we stopped. <laughs> Uh, I think I'd get farther along playing solo. <laughs> Shots fired. But I would miss all the two-player-required challenges, and I like getting all the challenges. Uh, it's easy to learn and pretty fun. It was also nice to have DLC built in the Switch copy and have some bonus abilities to make the game easier. Some things that were not as enjoyable were some issues we had to start. We both played with two Joy-Cons and tried to remap controls to make it a bit easier. We had an issue where when we tried to map a certain button, it would not let us save it because we didn't have access to that function. I don't, I still don't understand what's happening there, but it was 20 minutes of struggling. (laughs) From what I can gather with the Joy-Con remapping. So, Super Chariot on Switch has the ability to remap controls, which I'm always a big fan of. If I remember correctly, the game requires... 14 controls to be mapped, and Joy-Cons have 13 mappable inputs. To make up for this, there is one button in the game that can be left unmapped. This is not described to you anywhere in the options screen. It just, by default, they give you a valid configuration. But we didn't like where the jump button was. We both prefer using um, the bottom, I don't know what the nintendo buttons are whatever buttons on the bottom to jump it would be b in this case where uh by default it's a so we both went to remap the jump button but along the way we were also remapping other buttons just to toy with things and we just sat there wondering why it wouldn't let us continue 
it wouldn't let us back out. So we were stuck on this menu screen for, as Jessica said, 20 some minutes. So that was the start of our first play session. You may continue, Jessica. <laughs> so great start we had. There are also some stages where the environment is not forgiving. Falling to your death in a pit is a very good example. It was one of the later... You don't die. You become lost. Okay, same difference. As we got further along the levels, the layout was crazy to navigate, but I guess that's the challenge of it. Uh, There was one that was literally called a labyrinth or maze or something, and the level was just going all over the place. It was crazy. Yeah, it was called labyrinth, but it wasn't very labyrinthian. It was was just just everywhere. Enclosed rooms with lots of platforms. Yeah. And yes, to repeat, this game will stretch you out with two player. So what did you like and what didn't you like about Super Chariot? I like the physics. I like the rope physics a lot. Uh, I did. I enjoyed playing at co-op. The problem is... There was a long pause there. So the game has lots of... The difficult dexterity-based puzzles where you're reliant on the physics. Oftentimes, you bump into... I, I believe you pass through each other's avatars, but you'll both bump the chariot. I swear you bumped into me one time. I swear to God. You did it. Which, when you bump into the chariot, can comp- if the other person's roped to the chariot, they'll get pulled along as well. And both of us... I guess our control freaks because we spent our t- most the majority of our time roping to the chariot, and that would often cause if one of us messed up on their end of a physics area, moving the chariot a little bit and either knocking the other one off balance or in a way they weren't expecting, or just bumping the chariot around. It often wasn't a hundred percent obvious what was going on with the chariot's physics especially when it came to swinging stuff hey remember that time where it was on one of those uh life platforms or whatever that one two-player challenge and it like kept slingshotting you and then it would push me into the environment and knock me off for no reason do you know what i'm talking about there were these platforms that only the chariot will interact with so the avatars will just fall straight through them but the chariot will act like they're any other part of the physics environment. Uh, some of these have a timer, and this one was a particularly short timer of like two or three seconds before it would disappear. And the chariot would fall, and of course one of us was on the platform above it, so they would just rope it and grab it and hold it steady. And the other would start trying to swing to get the chariot back up, and then the disappearing platform would respawn inside the chariot causing physics mayhem and it killed us once because it sent Jess flying down the hallway so fast that she disappeared and it mostly just annoyed us a lot yeah you were getting mad at me saying I kept letting go when I literally wasn't moving the chariot shaking was pushing my character off the platform and making me fall off no that was mostly just a glitch it was less part of the puzzle I'm I couldn't tell you if there were more glitches after that but that was definitely a glitch that was very stressful. And we tried, like, walking out of the area and walking back, and it was still doing it. So that's just a glitch for that area, I guess. Yeah. It, if you're in a puzzle room that has respawning platforms, I guess just avoid having the chariot where the platform spawns. Really, this is a case where they should have had a trigger 
if the chariot is inside the platform, don't spawn it. While we're on things that annoyed us, I hated the gremlins. You're not supposed to like them. No, you're not supposed to like them, but they were not fun to deal with. At least, as I mentioned, it's violent, but there's no blood. So when you kill them, nothing happens, really. They're kind of just black blobs with red eyes. Sometimes there's little bats. It would be more entertaining if they were... If they took any sort of th thought to deal with. But they don't. As soon as they spawn, the king starts screaming his head off, which is annoying. Every time he opens his mouth, it's annoying. But So he'll start screaming his head off. Woohoo! And they'll... Mommy! They'll flock the chariot. <laughs> and at this point, you just spam the attack button with no semblance of aim or whatsoever, because it doesn't matter. And eventually you'll kill all the gremlins. And it, it literally just stops you in your tracks for 15 seconds until they stop spawning, and then you move the chariot. And it's boring, and I did not like it. Yeah, you really just pound the attack button while sitting on the chariot. That's it. I mean, you can even try going after the gremlins, but it's just more efficient to sit on top of the chariot and pound the attack button. Which is why, if you use the super fight ability, it just spins you around in a little circle with yeah. the sword. <laughs> they added a DLC ability that just made it Easier to deal with the already pathetically easy enemies. I don't think it was any stronger than a normal attack, though. It was just, you spun like a top. You would hit both sides of your hitbox. If I oh, used it, I okay. would shoot, I think, like three bullets at once. But I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It was neat. The uh, The princess has a sword, and her fiancé has a slingshot. Yeah. I thought that was cool. We know who's cooler. It's a princess. No, it's a slingshot that ricochets around the level and hits everything. It's a princess. She's cooler. She got a sword. Have we really talked about these special abilities much? I mentioned the freezing time, which is fun because you can cheat with it. It's also obnoxious when people randomly decide to do it when they don't want you to push the cart anywhere. You can also use it to do that, which is hilarious. Yeah, it freezes the cart. You can continue moving, but the cart will not move. Yeah, every physics object in the level freezes except the princess and the fiancé. So the first two times he did it, I thought my brain was malfunctioning. <laughs> Because nothing was moving except me. And then I realized he was freezing it because I heard the little timer go off. Oh, on that, there is a cooldown on the special abilities. So it's you pretty use short. It, and there's, I think it's longer for different abilities. Because it seemed like your freeze thing came back sooner than like my super attack move. So yeah, there's the super attack move. There's a freezing time. What are the boots for? Because I thought they were just supposed to make you so go fast. I, I think the boots would make you ignore snow. But since we didn't play in the snow... Oh. It didn't really matter. And then I did use the post for a short period of time, but then Matt said I wasn't being useful enough with it, so I just stopped carrying it. And then he said the attack thing wasn't useful either, so I guess I'm just not useful. <laughs> yeah, so you, you can take a, a pin for the rope. So instead of having to push down the stick to stay in one place, you can put it in a post and it'll hold, but that is timed, so there's only so long you can have it sitting there. And probably the biggest problem with that, it doesn't do anything to stop time doesn't do already and you cannot control the length of the rope once you pin it yeah you got to get the right length before you pin which is completely useless because it'd be better for the person to just if you hold down on the movement analog stick then your person will like sit down and they cannot be moved for anything unless you accidentally tap another stick then you'll just move yeah. forward for no reason if you did that, it's more useful than pinning the rope to a surface, except that you can pin ropes to vertical walls, but it was difficult, and again, you can't control the length when you do that, 
So it's basically a worthless ability. If you're playing by yourself, it's worth using, but other than that, I mean... Well, I would still argue the stop time does the exact same thing, but you can do more with it. And the boots, yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure they're supposed to help you with the snow, which we didn't get to, so I can't say how useful they are or not. The extra attack is fine. It's at least more useful than the pinning the rope, but since the gremlins are just mind-numbingly simple anyways, it's not super worthwhile. Have we really talked about collectibles? Every level has some challenges to get you bonus stuff. It's just more of the same, more puzzle solving, more physics. They're usually pretty tough to get. Uh, a lot of them involve like both of us standing on opposite sides of platforms and pulling in our rope until the chariot was taut between us. So it was close enough to magnetize whatever uh, collectible pieces in the middle. So at each level, you've got a goal for amount of money you're supposed to get. It'll be 100% if it says you get enough gold. Which you can get gold back from goblins, gremlins, whatever, if they attack you. and you can I think we should call extra. them goblins. I think gremlins might be trademarked. Goblins. Anyways, so you can get more money than what you had stolen from you when you attack them back sometimes, so that's cool. If you're really quick at attacking them. Well, yeah, you can get, I think it's usually two skulls on each level. Those challenges are typically ones you can do on your own. They're not required to player. The ones that are usually required to player are extra caches of money or the scrolls. The scrolls you use to get upgrades, you have to get three, I think, scrolls to get certain upgrades. So the first upgrade you get is a lantern to be able to see in dark areas because until that point you can't get past a certain level. Uh, the next upgrade being the snow tread tires so you can get through those easier. After that, I don't know what there are, but there's usually two scrolls in a level you'll want to unlock. Uh, they're hidden all over the map. Uh, a nice thing about when you're realizing you're forgetting something is that when you go to see the map, it shows you exactly where you've been. So you go back and see which path haven't I taken because it'll be blacked out. If you just want to get through level, which sometimes you just want to do that, you're going to miss stuff the first time, which is why, like I said, you want to go back and get the other stuff. The biggest issue with the collecting the blueprints, the upgrades to the chariot that you receive are, at least for the first two literally just keys to get to the next area which was boring uh the lantern didn't do anything useful actually i didn't even notice it on the chariot so if it did anything it's like a glow from inside the chariot it's yeah. only because remember you know the first or second level it's like you can't go any farther it's dark so just when you get yeah. it it lets you go that's it it's not something you visibly see it's it's a game lock yeah keys are boring i liked how you would go back to the same level to go to like a different location inside of it but again since the upgrade to the chariot was literally just the key it was as it didn't serve any purpose it's not like you really explored anything new it was just uh, oh i can go through this locked door and go 20 feet to the right until a cutscene activated and we exited that cavern. Some of the cutscenes are really long. Which is ridiculous because this is a 2D platformer physics game. Like it's cool. I get it. But I don't want to hear the talk king talking 24-7, you know what I mean? He already talks 24-7. He's like, hey, this place is nice, but it's not good enough. Keep going. It's pretty much what he says every time you find somewhere to put him. He's just like, no, I'm not feeling it. Guess I need more money. Find me a better grave. I don't think I've complained about the king yet. Are you sure? So the king, he's, I guess, supposed to be funny. Some people he's, might think he's, he's funny. He's sometimes funny. But 
he'll speak whenever game events occur, usually when the gremlins come at you. Or when somebody has to kill themselves, and then, like, me killing myself, and then the fiancé being left, he made something like, I don't think he's good enough for you, or crap like that. Yeah, he mostly just bashed the fiancé, which really was demeaning. the character I played, which wasn't fun. It's like having your dad play a game with you. Why would you want that? Yeah. If your dad is a really mean, grouchy man who just wants money. The biggest problem with the king, he doesn't have, like, that many lines to say, so you end up hearing the same ones, especially when the gremlins come out, which is 90% of the time that you hear him talk. I thought you said we weren't saying gremlins. Yeah, well, I already said it for the first half. He also makes noise and screams at you if you're too rough with the chariot. So if he hits the floor too hard, he'll cry. If any part of the level has, like, ghosts-looking things or a skull, he whines about it being scary. I kind of wish we just muted the game. You kind of got to hear some stuff. Yeah. What? I don't know, but I like the ambience. I mean... I don't even think there's background music, really. There's not strong music, no. But the, the sound of... Like, there's background sound effects that I thought were fine. And most of the levels. And, like, the king chattering would be less annoying if the princess or fiancé spoke back. especially complete silence. And they smile, too, which is kind of creepy. Especially because he spends most of his time, like, belittling the fiancé. So, like, having the fiancé, like, respond back with a quip about him being old and dead would be funny. Instead, I, I was forced to respond back with a quip about him being old and dead which fell on deaf ears because Jess doesn't think I'm funny and the game doesn't listen to me. (laughs) So, do you have any, like, similar titles or recommendations? Can I just add, there's two things I don't think we mentioned mechanic-wise. Okay. One being, when you go to look and see if you can rope, it highlights in your character's color, the axle. So for the girl, I think it's pink, and for the guy it's blue. Yeah, whatever, stereotypes. Anyways... It's helpful. It's fine. The most see. of the other stereotypes are crushed. So. <laughs> because um, I would think I would be close enough to roping it and I wouldn't see it highlight. So I know, okay, and I got to move farther to rope it. And then I grab it and pull it. Uh, I was constantly forgetting the controls. So I was playing this game terribly, which is probably why Matt kept killing me. But <laughs> it was still a fun game. I liked it. Yeah, the, the rope highlighting is great. It does make it really easy to spot where the chariot's going to be grabbed. If one person is roping one chariot axle, the other person cannot rope the same axle, which is a little annoying for tight spaces because you have to have line of sight to the axle you want to rope. If there's anything in between you and said axle, it will not rope, which was a big reason why Jess kept dropping it because she would be firmly planted waiting to catch the chariot and it wouldn't go just high enough for her to see it and then it would fall back down. It might not work because I might miss it. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say is any there are checkpoints throughout each level. Anytime you hit a checkpoint, you can save and close out. And as soon as you reopen it, you're back exactly where you stopped. So if you get halfway through a level and you're just like, I cannot deal with this anymore, or I need to go do X, Y, Z, you can, as soon as you've hit a gravestone marker, it hits checkpoint, you hit save and exit, no issue. Because I made sure to do that at least once and re-enter the game was exactly where we left off. Really cool. I really enjoyed that. The drop-in and drop-out's really nice. I think we only did it one time while we were actually playing. And that was because both of us were getting a headache. And we were just like, we're not finishing this level. But we came right back to it next time. And it turns out we were really close to the end anyways. But You never know. It's hard to know with those maps. It seems like you're 
so far away from the exit and you're like right around the corner it really depends on do you go left or right and that can determine whether or not you're going to be stuck in the level for another five minutes or another 30 seconds i would say if you like this title or are looking for something similar uh if you're looking for specifically cooperative puzzle games portal 2 uh obviously the base campaign is not cooperative but the atlas and peabody content is cooperative and i really enjoyed it even though again matt killed me a lot when we did that portal 2's multiplayer was a lot simpler than this honestly i don't remember us ever getting stuck on anything for particularly long no the base game is a lot more difficult than the two-player um that said like portal's portal so if you've played portal it's been out for a while it's pretty fun if you haven't played portal it's worth playing Play portal if not one at least play two seriously yeah you, you can don't play have to two have without one. playing one yeah uh, you know, it's on PS3, Xbox 360, PC. Get it on something. Uh, I would say if you like side-scrolling 2D platformers that are multiplayer-friendly, uh, Rayman Legends, which I think is on 360, PS3, Xbox One, PS4, PC. Also, Switch, and also Wii U, I think. Uh, that's a very good family-friendly game. It's your standard run to the edge of the screen, but there's boss battles you can attack. There's some levels that are music-based. It was pretty fun. Yeah. You got any recommendations on games? Yeah. If you just want a physics puzzler, the Angry Birds series, or the sequel slash spinoff, the pig one, what's that one called? Something Piggies? Bad Piggies? Bad Piggies. Bad Piggies. I think. We could that was be on wrong. Android and iOS? Yeah. That one's fun for the physics puzzles. I'm sure most people have played it. Um, if not, it's free. Free to play. Um, if you want a more physics-based, uh, if you like the dexterity sections in Chariot, then you might like the Trials series. It's also really physics-based. That one, you're riding a motorcycle, but the motorcycle can only go forward or back. You're locked on a track, and instead you're just, uh, adjusting where you are on the motorcycle and the acceleration and braking to get over obstacles and it's based off real life motorcycle trials which is a cool youtube lookup but based off of but does not have any place in real life yeah. just want to clarify that also i own all the games so if anybody wants us to review trials game in the comments leave a comment yeah the the trials uh are based off the the real life motorcycle trials but they're like the trials series games are like way over the top but they're fun, and they're pretty child-appropriate. There's nothing really wrong with them. Similar physics, similar dexterity, and twitching stuff. Uh, do you recommend Super Chariot? I would say I would recommend it. I enjoyed playing it. Expect to get frustrated. I don't know if you want to leave your two kids to play this together because you might have to break up an argument. <laughs> you might be a, a trimming be hair, off. covering up black eyes. You might be better off playing with one of your kids and then playing with the other and then seeing if they can work together because I don't know if two kids can handle doing this together. But yeah, I'd recommend getting it, especially because when I got it on sale on Switch a couple months back, it was like 250 and I think last week I saw it at 150 So I mean, being out $3 on this game, not bad. The game's like 60 plus levels. It's got a decent gameplay length. What do you think about it? I would recommend it for most people. If you like puzzlers, if you like physics, this is probably one of the few physics puzzlers with real puzzles. 
Um, most of them, like I said, if you get Super Chariot or if you get the DLC to unlock the uh, abilities, you can practically cheat through. Just use the time freeze because it trumps all the other abilities. I'd recommend it. Like Jess said, uh, it's probably good to play with a child. I wouldn't leave it alone with a group of children unless you know that they like playing cooperative games together because it will spawn arguments if you're playing this cooperative with another partner yourself just take your time if you're getting frustrated put it down play something else for a while come back to it it's worth coming back like i i wouldn't mind playing with jessica again but not after a little break three years later because <laughs> that's about the gap between playing on xbox one and playing on this one about three years also, PSA for all y'all out there. So I learned in the process of me trying to figure out how far we got in the Xbox version that with Xbox Game with Gold, originally Microsoft said all games are free forever. They went back on this and said all games are free forever of the 360 games. The Xbox One games are not free forever. So if your gold subscription expires, you do not have access to them anymore. I'm irritated about it. I just wanted to... FYI, for those of you out here who don't know that. So we got some new stuff for you guys. We have a Facebook group. Yay. Family Fun Force. Facebook group. Yeah. And then we got... We got a Discord. The link's up in the Facebook. Yeah. Go on the Discord. So the Facebook page is Family Fun Force. The pod group is Family Fun Force pod group. The Discord is... Linked. <laughs> you can't... Uh post public discords what's our twitter uh, handle we have a twitter our twitter is at ForcePod. i try to get on there i'm fairly new to twitter but i try to retweet cool looking game stuff i mostly post on the group and on our facebook page matt does the twitter yes matt, our, matt does occasionally get on our facebook our discord server we're deciding to keep it um a whitelisted so to come in you have to chat with uh, one of the moderators, which at the moment is just me and Jess. So you get to talk to us, yay. And we're we're going to keep it as curated as possible that way. Hopefully in the future we could get like a Minecraft server up or something and you could have your kids on and feel relatively safe. Yay! Come talk to us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We need feedback, please. PSA, I hope I sound a little better this time. I'm in my new computer, not on the laptop. She says new computer, but it's her old computer. It's old, but it's new to me using it. It's new to this Turtle Beach mic being plugged into it. Anyways, what's our next title? Next, we're playing Star Valley. We're playing Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Death Star Valley. It's, an, <laughs> it's a new mod. I'm going to look for that. Okay, guys. See you next time. Bye. Stay healthy. <laughs>